Hi, everybody. Welcome to the U.S. Grace Force Podcast. I'm Doug Barry, along with my good friend, Father Richard Heilman. We've got a great guest tonight. We're going to be breaking down a little more of this fantastic book written by Father Heilman, Father Altman, and Father Peckman. And before we get started with our amazing guest tonight, Father, I pass it to you to lead us in prayer. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Hosts, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Awesome. Thank you, Father. All right. And once again, we want to thank everybody for joining us in this podcast tonight. And I want to especially thank those of you who have been supporting, encouraging us. Your prayers, your comments are incredibly helpful and particularly amazing at this time with everything in our society crumbling around us left and right. So we thank you for that. Please go on out and check out our U.S. Grace Force gear page. we got some great t-shirts out there, great uh, materials that help support what we do. And we want to thank everybody out there, particularly who supports us financially, you patrons out there. We hope you're enjoying all the rewards and benefits of being a patron out there. Uh, you've just been tremendous, tremendous support to us, and we can't thank you enough for that. This is a particularly important show right now as we record this. It's right before Lent, coming up in just over a week. Actually, a week from right now, the show is being released on Wednesday. We are one week away from Lent, and that's one of the reasons we want to break down this book that Father Heilman, Father Altman, and Father Peckman wrote to really get into making this Lent amazing, really making it a tactical effort to expel demons by the grace of God, working through these amazing strategic tactical plans that are laid out in this book. And Father, I know you've been working with Carrie on getting this getting this all put together, and Carrie's done a great job editing it, so I'm going to let you take it from here and let the audience know who this wonderful woman is who's going to help us tonight. Yeah, so... Um... Do you ever feel helpless against the spiritual attacks of the devil? In 2020, we seemed to see evil explode all around us. We felt fear grip our nation as we witnessed lockdowns, church closings, sacraments being kept from the people, and violent mobs ruling the streets. Amid all this fear and violence, this book was born. Written by Fathers Heilman, Peckman, and Altman, to help be a tool of hope. A 40-day tactical training for the masses that aims at freedom from demonic influence. We need to be trained up and ready for the spiritual fight. The hope is to get as many souls as possible during this upcoming Lent to enter into this powerful 40-day tactical training for freedom from the devil. Let's take back what God has given us. We were getting this book ready, and we wanted to have it ready for Lent. So what happened was, uh, and if anybody's hearing about this for the first time, what happened was, is last July 2nd, Father Peckman comes off a retreat, and he says, I got an idea. And I says, well, if you had it on retreat, it must be awesome. And, you know, this must be from God. And he starts laying out this, this what is now Let Freedom Ring. The, the, um, it's a 40-day tactical training for freedom from the devil. And uh, it, it's, it was just amazing. I said, this is incredible. I said, we got to do this. And uh, I said, you know what? Father Altman talks a lot about this stuff. And, uh, and so we should bring him on. He says, absolutely. So we reached out to Father Altman, and he was like, oh, my gosh, this is wonderful. Uh, yeah, I'm in. And so that was on July 2nd. Well, we wanted to do 40 days lead up to August 15th, the Feast of the Assumption. 
because we were going to start the 54-day um, novena for our nation, which we've done now for the last, I think, five years, uh, with our now 75,000 in the United States Grace Force, okay? So now that's July 2nd. So we had to start it on July 7th, and we quickly put the word out. Well, we had 55,000 people in the United States Grace Force when we put the word out. In four days, five days, whatever it was, we, we, we announced on July 4th. Um, three days, we had, we grew to uh, 20,000 more to 75,000 because everybody knew this is so necessary right now. But what is it? It's 40 days, basically, and I sum it up as this, of expelling demons. There's demons. Uh, and I said last year during the, that, uh, I call it a diabolical 2020. I mean, we're just beat up. But, um, but I said that the, the two major ways that, that the demons are manifesting themselves is rage and division, okay? But there's all kinds of ways right now. And everybody does feel we're, we're all a little punch drunk even because the devil is just going wild right now. I think all of our listeners, uh, all of our watchers are, are understand this. And so we want to do a counteroffensive. What has the church taught us about that? So what forty uh, what uh, Let Freedom Ring is is forty days first of all to really look at okay what is the devil doing? We can call that reconnaissance, right? What is the enemy up to? What is he using? What tactics are we using? You know, there's that uh, scripture passage that I want on my funeral card that says, uh, "Be strong in the Lord and His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so you can stand against the tactics of the devil." For we're not fighting flesh and blood here. We're fighting dark forces in the supernatural realm. And so we don't want to sit here defenseless. We don't want to give up. We don't want to surrender. We want to fight. But we can't do it our own man-made ways under our own man-made power. So what this 40 days is, is takes piece by piece what the devil's doing. And then it, um, and then it gives us what is the church prescribed as ways of doing that counteroffensive, you know, of, of uh, developing, uh, cultivating values. And, and what are the sacraments? What are the devotions? What, what does the church have on offer uh, to counter the way the devil is beating us up right now? Okay. And so we're getting, we do this 40 days. And, um, and Father Bill, he had a friend that told him, you got to make this into a book. And so we, we thought, okay, let's do that. And uh, I have a great editor, uh, uh, Emily, who, who has done my previous works, and she's just amazing. But uh, she had hit a point in her life where uh, she wasn't as available right now. And so I put out a plea on the internet uh, to see if anybody might want to help us to do this editing, to prepare the book. And Carrie <laughs> shows up, and uh, she, she, uh, she, she offered... And uh, I, I said, that's great. Well, we started talking and, and then she started into this whole thing. The talent that Carrie has, I know she's embarrassed me saying this, but uh, the talent is just unbelievable uh, that she has of, of her editing skills, but the way she cleaned it up and polished it up and, and uh, laid it out and, uh, and all our great suggestions. I mean, Carrie, you've just been a, a very strong part of preparing this and getting us that we can have this ready now for Lent. Like uh, Doug said, it's only a week away now. We announced uh, January 27th 
that uh, we were doing this. And then we had uh, us three priests on the show last week. And we thought, we got to bring Carrie on. Because you, you actually, Carrie, have some incredible insights into why this is just an, uh, an important work in our times right now. You know, why now? You know, what does it do? And, and all those kinds of things. And, and in our discussions, I said, Carrie, would you want to come on and talk about some of these things? And, and so really grateful. And uh, your, your husband's watching the kids right now, right? <laughs> so, but Carrie uh, is uh, by trade, first a mom and a husband and a, or a wife and, and mother. But, uh, but she's a biology teacher and uh, for freshmen and sophomores, I think, in high school, but has chosen at this point in your life to give um, all of your attention to family. So you pulled away that, for, uh, at least for now, uh, maybe forever. We'll see. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, you know, I'm going, she's a biology teacher. How does she have all these great skills? Well, I think you just have a nice, your God gave you a nice brain. So, but uh but very, very, very skillful. And I've just been like, wow, all along with everything. And you've worked so hard while you're doing all your momming and everything. Uh, so Carrie, I'm so, so very grateful and, and very grateful that you came on tonight. And uh, why don't we start, Carrie, um, if, I, if you don't mind, just, you know, what, what did you, you when, when you started f- first reading the book, you know, what was kind of your impression with it and and maybe why the timing was just right. What Can you give us your thoughts there? Absolutely. First of all, thank you so much for saying all those kind things. That's <laughs> so sweet of you. Um, yeah, so I think we're just in times right now where people feel the need to do something. Do something. Yet we don't really know what to do. And, right. you know, for me as a mom who's home with kids and, you know, working from home, it's been very difficult to feel like I want to do something, but I don't really know what to do because I can't go out and press or go do things when I have small children. So, um, that feeling of wanting to do something and not really knowing what to do. I think a lot of us can relate to that right now. And the thing that I loved so much about the contents of this book is that's how you do something. It's showing you exactly what to do so that you can have an actual real impact on the spiritual realm of what's going on in our world today. And so I think that was probably the biggest thing that stood out to me as I read it is, you know, the reflections were so profound and, you know, not only impactful in your individual life, but also on the broader scheme of, you know, how the demonic influence our entire world. And then to be able to have the tools in your lap, literally, to be able to help fight against that was very profound and life-changing. And I feel so blessed to have been given this opportunity to, to help with this project and to help get the word out there about it. Oh. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about, you know, some of this. And Father, as you were talking just at the beginning, you know, and uh, introducing uh, Carrie and so forth. And you describe things in the world, and it's really very much like what Sister Lucia said, the oldest of the three visionaries of Fatima, that the world would go through, she said, a period of diabolical disorientation. 
And I mean, that kind of, as you were talking about this father, we're getting so beat up. So many things yeah. are so upside down politically, morally in the church. I mean, uh, our leadership, uh, families are torn apart. You know, we have executive order out there now that says, you know, the transgender sports is perfectly acceptable. Um, I want to see where the feminists are, why they're not coming out of the woodwork on this, you know, and all these types of things that are just attacking left and right, you know, under Barack Obama, the white house was lit up in rainbow colors, all these different things that are out there, but our church leadership has been largely silent and so much of this disorientation going on here. Um, you know, Carrie, as you were, as a, as a wife and a mother, you were going through the pages of this book and each of these meditations from these three priests, how did you see it affecting you personally with, as a wife and a mother, just the vocation of wife and mother, which obviously those of us who are married should all remember that's our path to sanctity is, you know, I always say the woman on the other end of this ring, you know, is my path to sanctity far and above any podcast or public speaking for 30 years or whatever I've done pales in comparison to whether or not I get this woman prepared for heaven and point my children in the right direction. But I need help along the way. Uh, constantly. So for you as a wife and mother, you're going through the pages, you're editing this to help these three priests get this book done and out. How did you see it slowly or powerfully or not powerfully? How did it affect you personally as a wife and mother? I think as I was reading it, I felt like I was growing in my relationship with Jesus. And I felt like I was I don't even know how to describe it besides to say that it felt like even just reading the reflections and editing, even though I wasn't fasting and wasn't doing the other components of the program, just reading the words of three amazing holy priests that I feel so blessed to be working with. Um, it just, it was so profound in that I just felt holier. Like, I don't even know how else to yeah. describe it. It felt like these reflections were having an impact on, you know, my daily life. I felt like I started, you know, seeing things differently and reacting to things differently. It just, as I was reading it, I kept thinking, I can't imagine how impactful this entire program is going to be, you know, doing all the components of it and doing it with a community of people. And I think that's one thing that we kind of wanted to touch on tonight is the power of doing this in a group of people yes. and all doing it at the same time. And I think that that component um, could be really powerful with this program. Yeah, I, and I agree with you wholeheartedly that you know even if it's a small remnant army, um, God has always used those to successfully uh, overturn or push back <clears throat> the assaults or the attacks of invading enemy armies throughout salvation history. And if, if only they, they fervently join together and, and do it precisely God's way, that's, that's so key, to be obedient to God and to the best of our ability um, and so I am excited about that. We test drove this, that's why I'm framing it, uh, in the summer. And there were just incredible comments from people uh, about how they liked it. So now it's kind of like, okay, we test drove it. Now it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's been um, t t tested. And so here we are at this Lent. And I think this is a phenomenal uh, period in history right now where we're heading into 
the holy season of Lent. And this is the time where we basically do the Jonah thing, right? You know, that uh, the Jonah and Nineveh thing, where, you know, we, we stop, we, we uh, humble ourselves, we put on sackcloth and ashes, basically, and, and we call out to God and, uh, and say, you know, we're sorry for our sins, and we call upon his mercy, but what are we doing there? We're saying, we can't do this. So we, we've tried on our own, and we failed every time, but, but we can do it with your power, uh, Heavenly Father. So, um, Carrie, what do you think if we kind of break down what, how, how uh, a day uh, works in one of these books? So it's 40 days. And uh, so maybe we could break down together. So um, it starts out with a beautiful prayer, right? And then, and then we read this reflection. Now, the length of these reflections is uh, just about, about a page and a half on a Word document. I always say it that way because... The, I, I was setting this up for the, the test drive period we did from July 7th to August 15th. I set it up on the internet so the, the priests, the other two priests, would submit their reflections to me. And I was half joking that usually at 11 p.m. at night. But anyways, and I, but it was always about that length, about a page and a half, maybe two pages. But it's, it's a very digestible, uh, good, uh, strong but powerful reading that calls out the devil, okay, and says, here's here's a tactic that the devil is using. And the tactics, there's 40 of them, are ones he's probably primarily using more in our time. Okay, so we're calling out what he's doing in our day. So 40 ways, 40 tactics of death. But then we, we, we teach on what the church has taught us as a way to become strong, a way to counter what the devil's doing, uh, it, particularly with each one of these things. You know, what is a way that we can become strong? We're, we're actually learning, in essence, the art of spiritual warfare in this, in these brief re, uh, 40 reflections that we have. And then from there, Carrie, it goes on to, want to take it from there? Sure. So yeah. I think to kind of lead into this, I think it's important to kind of explain how this book is different from a yeah. regular book. So the subtitle of the book is a 40-day tactical training for freedom from the devil. And that subtitle was chosen very specifically because of the word tactical. And tactical means basically strategic actions that are carefully planned to gain a specific military end. Right. And in this 40-day process, it's a very strategic plan that is meant to do damage on the spiritual battlefield. And so it's not just like a 40-day devotional where you're reading a reflection. It's right. an actual tactical training program. And so what's amazing is that these three priests have basically walked us through a biblically based and kind of spiritual warfare tactics that, you know, are rooted in ancient Christian tradition and those weapons that have been used for decades that have kind of fallen by the wayside are taught to you again so that we can, you know, kind of help stop the enemy advance. And I think when we look around the world today, we see how much ground the demonic have gained. And it's 
largely because we've dropped these weapons that Christians used to use all the time. And so I think that that's kind of important to, to set this up. These, the tools that you're given every day are really giving you weapons in the battle of good versus evil. And so like Father said, the day begins with um, a prayer for freedom from the devil, and then you read the reflection. And so each day focuses on a different way that the demonic manifests in our individual lives and also in the lives of you know the world collectively. And so those range from things like fear, envy, um, vengeance, you know, the list goes on and on. There's 40 of those. And so they discuss how that manifests and then also, like Father said, how to counteract those. There's also each day a prayer for reparation related to that manifestation and then also a prayer for exorcism. And then one of the things that has been added as part of the formatting is a daily checklist to help you kind of check off what you are doing every single day. Yes, so, very well done. There it, it is. Like yes. this. I don't know if yeah, you can yeah, see yeah. it very well, but there's, you know, a checklist there. And so the things that are included are a rosary every day. And every day, the intention of the rosary is exorcism of that specific manifestation. So of fear, of vengeance, of envy. Nice. And then Divine Mercy Chaplet, a spiritual or corporal work of mercy, a component of fasting or abstaining, depending on what level you are. So at the beginning of the book, it explains the different levels. There's an exercise component and then also an abstinence from conventional media component. And also then um, an examination of conscience component. So there's a lot of different tools that are designed to kind of hone your body, mind, and soul for spiritual battle. And the book has been formatted in such a way to, you know, with the reader in mind to help you keep track of those components every day. But it's very different from just a typical book that you (laughs) would, you know, sit down and read or like a devotional that you read for 40 days. It's very much a tactical training and I do want to mention if, you know, all of those components sound overwhelming to you, the book is still worth getting. Even if you just read the daily reflection and did the reparation prayer and the exorcism prayer, I think, I mean, that's essentially what I did as I was editing the book. And I can tell you just that component is very, very valuable. But obviously when you, you know, train the other parts, you're getting the complete picture and doing more damage on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. But I think that even just, you know, even just reading it, you will get a lot out of the book. And yeah. real quick, before we go to Doug, I just want to add one other thing, which I think is so cool about this, because I'm a litany fan. Okay. And every, oh, yeah, I forgot to say the litany. Yeah, the litanies and, and every day you do a different litany. So like on Mondays would be the litany of humility the Tuesdays are uh, Litany of St. Michael, the Archangel, and uh, Wednesdays are Litany of St. Joseph. And it's just, it's just beautiful. And I believe there's a re- real strong power in praying those litanies. So we're, we're, we're basically taking the best of the best of what the church offers to stand against, you know, this tactical training for freedom from the devil. 
Doug, take it from there. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, from what you described there, uh, and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that too, Father, is just taking the best of the best. Best of the best. Carrie, you broke that down. And, and I know there are people out there who might be thinking, and I'm glad you, you said something about this, that this can sound overwhelming. There are going to be people who are going to look at this and think, well, this just sounds like it's too much to do. And I would simply say this about that. Number one, you, you're not bound by pain of sin to have to do everything in this book. Right, you're not right. bound to do any of it. Right. But if, if it's too much, initially, you might think, well, this is a lot. Well, then start slow. Just do the readings. Add the rosary. Obviously, we're going to encourage the rosary like crazy because our Blessed Mother has asked for that regularly. Um, but just to, to take it step by step, work at your own pace, your own speed, depending upon what you're able to do. If you miss a day of getting everything in, don't, don't panic. Just at least try to get the readings in, catch up maybe this next day, you know, back up and when you have more time and get these things done. Um, and I compare it to this. You know, if a person's trying to clean up their diet, uh, there's a number of things you can do. Now, you might think to yourself, well, I can't just jump into, um, you know, eating organic food, everything I, I have now, and, and no junk food, no this, no that. If you started with at least cutting your, say, sugar intake in half, that alone would improve your health. If you cut back on artificial preservatives and artificial colors, that alone would improve your health if that was the only thing that you did. Now, compare that to a spiritual diet. If you just read the meditations, or if you read the meditations and did the litany, or you read the meditations and did the rosary, if you just did that, um, that would dramatically improve your spiritual life. And it would give you, I think, as, as you both mentioned, Father and Carrie, it would just really prepare you better and arm us better for the spiritual battle. And that's a key part of this here. And Carrie, you said as you were going through the editing that you were not in, in a position to be doing all of the pieces of it, but just reading it alone was giving you a change. And I have to imagine that as you're, as you're going through it, you're going through it with a critical eye as the editor. So you're looking at it really from the standpoint in part of, okay, I've got to make sure this is right. The grammar's good. Spell check this, that, the other thing, everything lining up right. And then even then you said that you were able to benefit from it. I can only imagine if you didn't have to worry about any of that and it was just to take a few minutes and read the reading, um, that that alone would also make it even more powerful because you're not looking at it with this, you know, kind of critical professional eye so much. And I want to make this mention too, Father, you said, I think that, that each meditation was approximately one and a half pages, like eight and a half yeah. by 11 type document pages. Yeah. Okay, that does not take very long. No, to read. no, no. So yeah, I, mean, I would say there are about three pages of a, the book, you know, and if the, if you include the prayers of reparation and exorcism, I mean, you're looking at four, five pages, maybe a day. All right. And that's nothing. I mean, considering what we're up against, um, the spiritual attacks that we're up against and the diabolical disorientation our world seems to be just wallowing in right now, I would think this is a no-brainer, to use the term, uh, to do at least part of this, if not the entire, um, you know, four or five pages each day of each meditation. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I think um, there, that's a good point. You know, one of the things I want to stress, too, is that there's red, white, and blue levels so you know one is 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 easier than the other and and you can you can challenge yourself more and more on the on the more and then there's a black level too for priests mm -hmm. and uh i thought it was very challenging for us priests but uh he thinks we're equipped to do this but but uh but yes if you just read the reflections alone uh that would be powerful 
uh, for people because um, what the devil is the great deceiver, right? And so, I, and I've been saying lately that he's normalizing evil. And a, a lot of the reason the devil's winning right now is because people don't even believe in him. And so they're easily manipulated. They're easily indoctrinated into the dogma of the world or, or, or the prince of the world, the great deceiver, Satan. And so um, if we're not careful, if we don't stay close to our Lord and, and know the truth, okay, and, and, and call the devil out and say, no, I see what you're doing there. You, you know, that's, that's not right. You know, and that's a lie or that's, you know, uh, and, and so we're, we be, we're able to, uh, to uh, stand against the, the deception and the indoctrination that is 24 seven in our face with uh, TV, media, Hollywood, you know, universities, everything, all the influencers are, out and out lying to us that I, I was saying in mass this morning too, that I really don't blame people who got caught in, in or, or even caught in conspiracy theories because while those seem far-fetched, look what the last four or five or six years have been mm. in terms of far-fetched. Who would have thought that the, that the enemy, the devil would have done what he did and gotten away with what he's done in the last four, five, six years, that that now is in the light. It's not conspiracy; it's fact. And and so, and and if if the if the media, if the if the the the, uh, uh, the news that's supposed to be honest is not, then people are left to try to scramble to find their own truth. But what this book, what these forty days is, is that we 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 call it the devil, but we. We speak as best as we possibly can to what is the truth of the church. That's a lie the devil is doing right there. So what is the truth here? And, and how do we stand against those lies? How do we live in the light of truth? How do we live as the children of light uh, in our times? Um, and so, Carrie, uh, um, we're about ready to head into Lent, right? And again, I, I think this is a critical Lent. We've just gone through this diabolical in 2020. Um, we, we're seeing what's going on in the political world right now. Uh, and a lot of people are saying, you know, what do we do? Um, so how do you, what's your thoughts on how important this Lent is right now? I think this Lent is extremely important. And, you know, you mentioned the large stage that the devil seems to have in the world today. And I want to point out, he literally has the largest stage. I don't right. know if you saw the Super Bowl halftime show yesterday, but it was filled with demonic symbolism. And apparently lots of past Super Bowls have been as well. And sure. this particular artist who performed. And holiday um, parades. There's a yeah. video hailing Satan from 2016, I believe was the year. Yeah. And his art his one of his album covers, he's got blood dripping out of his mouth. And so we literally have people who worship Satan. And this is not a conspiracy theory. It's fact. Oh, right. Performing on the largest stage. And, right. you know, this is essentially satanic rituals that we are right. watching play out in front of us. And many people are clueless about a satanic ritual literally happening right in front of their faces right. and their kids are standing there watching it and they're clueless. And so 
the devil has such a large stage at this point in time. And, and we as Christians, like we have to meet that we have to meet that large scale. And one of the ways that we can do that is coming together as Christians in a common cause. And what has, you know, kind of struck me in the last couple of days that I was sharing with you, Father, on, you know, the phone today is that if we all start this on February 17th and everyone just commits to whatever they can, you know, after prayerfully considering what they are able to do, considering their physical health, their spiritual health, where they are, you know, we said anything is better than nothing. If all of us commit to that, I mean, every day, like I I was looking at day one, day one has, it ends with a prayer of exorcism over fear. Can you imagine how powerful that would be if everyone in the grace course, even 75,000 of us are praying a prayer of exorcism over fear on the same day, how powerful that that can be in the spiritual realm. And as we're touching on this, you know, I mentioned to you, Father, about Protestants possibly buying this book. And you were like, oh, I don't know about that. But I think we need to think on a bigger scale here because this stuff is gold for any Christian. And even, you know, I'm a former Protestant. I used to be a non-denominational Christian. I'm an adult convert. And I Some read of the books best written Catholics. by... Some of the best yeah. Catholics. <laughs> still and I find value out of those and so I think Protestants could read a book by three priests and find value out of that and you know yes maybe as a Protestant you may have problems or issues praying the rosary or praying some of the litanies but as I was looking at this from kind of a, an ex-Protestant eye the daily reflections the prayer of reparation and the prayer of exorcism are all like Protestant gold. (laughs) And so if we extended this even to, you know, our Protestant Christian friends, I think that the the impact could be massive. Having hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of Christians praying the same exorcism prayers on the same day during Lent, I think could be very powerful. And I think that that is what we need. When Satan literally has the biggest stage in our country. You could argue he has the office of presidency. I mean, you could argue he's taken over a lot of things. We have to meet that. You know, Tim Marshall, I absolutely love him. And he always, we have to, you know, make ourselves known. We have to get loud. We have to make ourselves like a presence, I think is what he says. Um, he says we have to take up space. That's what he says. And so as Christians, like this is how we take up space. This is how we take up space in the spiritual world is through the methods that are outlined in this book. And so I think that it's something that should be on literally every Christian's bookshelf, regardless of your denomination. I think there's value in here for everyone. Well, that's, you know, Father, that might be something good I'd I'd like to ask you to, to, you know, maybe speak to is that this book kind of addresses something you and I have tried to do a lot with the Grace Force podcast with different guests we've had on, like Father Ripperger, um, to, um, you know, Father Carlos Martins, to, uh, you know, Father Altman, and many other priests who have talked about really taking spiritual authority where it needs to right. be. And that's, that's what I think, you know, if people can grasp that for 40 days here, this tactical training, 
book is really about helping us understand that we have a position of authority over our own souls. Right. And we can assert that authority. And as Father Rippergard said, I know in a past podcast, is that the demons will behave like narcissistic juvenile children who stomp their feet, in so many words, whenever someone asserts authority that is legitimate mm -hmm. and do it with confidence and trust in God and faith. Mm -hmm. And of course, it's not on our own. We are not dealing with the demons directly. We're calling on the name of Jesus. We're calling on, on the intercession of our Blessed Mother, St. Joseph, and so forth, the saints and angels. But really to call on the power of Jesus and assert the authority. I have authority over my own soul. So when I recite my baptismal vows, saying that I reject Satan, I renounce his empty works, I reject all those empty promises. And in effect, is that not what this book really is, except you are fine-tuning it to, as Kerry has clearly you know, stated, we're going after each and every individual type of 40 topics, anger, you know, you know, uh, you know, uh, depression, whatever. I mean, any individual things that we might struggle with, you're targeting with this, taking authority over your own soul and situation. And in the name of Jesus, basically telling the devil to stay the hell away from me. Yeah. Literally speaking. Is, is that pretty much, can you expound on that father? Well, I, I think you're making a great point because uh, I think of, the way the devil's manifesting himself, we thought about all the streets that were on fire this summer and, and even the politicians, they seem so childish. Mm -hmm. You know, they're stomping their feet. They're having temper tantrums and, uh, and temper tantrums in the street. We're tempted, aren't we, to, to counter with the same tactic mm -hmm. is, you know, that's what you are. What am I, you know, <laughs> and, and to come at people the same way, you know, Hey, I'm going to throw up a mean meme, you know, or something right now to try to come back at you and, but no, what are we doing? We're taking our authority that, that our, our Lord has given us, and that is to be children of life. I will send you out, and you will see greater things than these, he said. And they would come back, and they'd go, even the demons, you know, were subject to us during the, while we were out there because they, they, they weren't, do, you know, countering temper tantrums with temper tantrums. They were doing it God's way. And, and, and in essence, and that's that authority, too that we're taking really a spiritually mature way uh, versus the immature way that we're prone to as, as uh, human beings, as homo sapiens. Uh, but as children of God, we're taking the mature way and we're saying, okay. And I think what I'm thinking right now is people in the military, that's what they do. You know, they, they train up and they, they, they take the mature way of doing it and, and they counter against uh, the, the invasion of evil uh, in the best, and they're 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 uh, they're honed, and they're they're precise, and they and they're they're well trained. They 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 do things in a very efficient way because that's where the victory comes. Mm -hmm. And so that's basically what we're saying here is that, you know, let's not get uh, down in the dirt with those who are standing against us. Let's let's grab hold of the richness of our faith. The, the, the great teachings of our faith. What are the sacraments? What are the devotions? Uh, what are the, the sacramentals? What are the prayers, the beautiful prayers? What is, what, what is this treasure chest that's been handed down to us? What, so, so again, like well-trained military people, that, that, that that's what we're doing. And we're saying we want to do it the best uh, possible way that the church has prescribed for for all these years. So again, it's, you're right, Doug, it's taking an authority and saying, 
you're, you're, you're not allowed to go here. It's, it would be like an invader coming into our home, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we, we, we take authority over that home. Well, our country is our home. Our, you know, our church is our home. Uh, certainly our family is our home. We don't, we don't want this invasion to come in. And so again, not to get down in the dirt, but to, to take up the best, the very best mm -hmm. of what we've been given uh, to counter this invasion of evil. Uh, one of the things I wanted to mention too, before we go on is that, uh, and here's the book again, thanks for pointing it up, Carrie. And we really do think, you know, you should get this, but you know what? Uh, I'm going to, um, I'm going to hurt sales right now. You don't have to get it <laughs> because if you join the United States Grace Force, it's just get on the email list and maybe we can put up an image of the uh, front of the page of the U.S. Grace Force website that uh, shows the button on the right-hand side. It just said, uh, be a prayer warrior, click here, and listen to the United States Grace Force. It looks like a button. You click on it, and it just asks your name and email address. So now you're going to get um, all the prayers when we're in campaigns, but you're also going to get whatever training we, we do as a United States Grace Force. But what, what happens is, so there's day one in this book. Day one will actually go to your email that day. Okay, if you're in the Grace Force. So you have that. So if you get the book, then now you have two ways. But you could go just with the email way. But it's, it's kind of my plug, too, that uh, please join the United States Grace Force. We're 75,000 strong. And, Carrie, you were trying to emphasize this before, too. And I think you did an excellent job. Is that imagine all these people joining forces together. Okay, we're 75,000. You know what? There's 1.5 million witches in the United States right now. Okay, so we seem outnumbered, but you know what? We got God on our side. And God has always taken a small army and defeated a large enemy. He's done it throughout salvation history. And so don't we want to be a part of something like that? We, we want to be that small remnant army that stands together and says, no mas, no more. We're not going to take this any longer. And so we're picking up the best weapons, the best prayers, the best devotions, the best sacraments that the church has to offer. And we're saying, as a force, 75,000, I hope we can get to 150,000 real soon. But, but it, uh, that force that stands together, right, Carrie? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and I want to make a plea, too, you know, as, as a husband and father, you know, and, and Carrie, maybe you can speak as, as mother and wife, from your perspective too, is, is, you know, the better shape we parents are in when it comes to the spiritual battle, the, the better trained we are, far less likely are we to fall into problems, chaos, disorder in our families and in our marriage. And anybody out there married, I would say longer than a week, you know, knows I've been married 30, going on 31 years now. And anybody married longer than a week knows that emotions get in the way and they are the cause of a good number of disagreements or arguments or, you name it, in the family. And it's a lot of times because we're not keeping the emotions in check. We're not dealing with, you know, elements of pride or fear, anger, frustration, impatience, lack of compassion, lack of forgiveness. I don't know if this is something uh, anybody out there watching or listening in, you know, cyber world who's married understands. But trust me, this is an issue. And the demons play off of this very well. And I'll say this, you know, whether it's self-defense training physically or whether it's spiritual training such as this, the better trained we are, the less likely we are to fall into chaos and disorder. 
You can head trouble off much quicker. You recognize it, you identify it, you keep your head on a swivel, so to speak, even spiritually. And the better trained you are when it comes to these things, you are in better shape to immediately respond and react to something that could be attacking. Just as physically, if your head's on a swivel and you know a, you know, a, you know, a defense posture and so forth, you can engage more quickly. But if spiritually we aren't trained up, then a lot of times we'll get blindsided by world flesh and devil attacks and we can be taken out. And I mean, Carrie, if you could maybe speak to just a little, give us a deep personal encounter, if you will, just reveal to the world how your marriage is. No, I'm just kidding about that. No, I'm, not. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding about that. Kidding about that. But as I a mother and wife. I can relate to a lot of what you said. What was that? I said I can relate to a lot of what you were saying okay, about well, emotions getting in the way. And yeah. That's it. I mean, and we, we know we are parents, you know, and, and I know, I think you have, you have several children. They're smaller. Mine are all grown and, and moved out now, but boy, being patient with your children, you know, taking time, making sure you're ordering your life so that the TV or even your job or your own personal hobbies, that these things do not take precedence over your vocation as a mother, as a father, you know, again, especially with your spouse, are we taking time out every week for even some kind of a date night with our spouse? Are we taking time to nurture that part of the relationship? Well, those things happen better when we are spiritually in order and spiritually strengthened Amen, brother. And, and trained up. So I see so many benefits here. So anybody out there who might be Absolutely. thinking, well, I was thinking about the book, but I just don't know if it'll really help my marriage or my look, it'll help your marriage. It'll help your parenting skills. So, Carrie, any comment from you as a mother and wife regarding those particular areas? Yeah, so I think the interesting thing about each of these manifestations is that they manifest different ways on a different scale. Mm -hmm. So, like, anger, for instance. Like, mm -hmm. in the world, you see anger playing out on the streets and, in you know, on TV and in how, you know, people interact with each other. But that is scaled down right into your heart and into your own home. And so I think the beauty about each of these manifestations is that not only can you see how they impact the entire world, but you see how they impact you as an individual. And so as you're going through and as you are learning about each of these types of sins, not only you know can you work on them yourself, but you see how those things play out in on the greater scale. And so I think that that's the, the interesting thing. I mean, ultimately, you know, the demonic attack individuals. And when there's so many individuals that are being attacked, that's when we see it play out on this large of a scale. And so I think that um, it's just, it's a very eye-opening training and experience as you go through. And I think you will see the changes in your heart and in your home first. And then hopefully as we're praying these exorcism prayers and doing these things together, we can have an impact on the spiritual world and on the larger scale. So I think, you know, one of the things you touched on too, Doug, was just preparing your kids in, you know, spiritual warfare and, um, I'm in a work from home social selling business. And one of the things we always say is your team will do half as much as you do. Mm -hmm. And so I think in a lot of ways that translates into your family as well, because your kids look to you and they see what you're doing. And 
if you are not leading life in the way that, you know, Jesus wants you to, the chances of your kids doing that are slimmer. They're more slim. Absolutely. Word. I don't know. They're more slim because <laughs> I'm the editor of this book and I don't know. They're even more slimmer. They're more slimmer. Because, you know, monkey see, monkey do, right? And so the the more that you live out your life in the way that, you know, Jesus calls us to, the more likely your children will, will do the same. And as you arm yourself, you learn how to arm your children. And I think, you know, that's something that's been on my heart as a mom a lot lately is, is just seeing the track that we as a, as a country and as a world appear to be on. And I'm hopeful, you know, I pray every day that that track gets turned around, but if it does get turned around, you know, at some point we know based off of, you know, what's in the Bible and in prophecy that eventually it's going to start going back this same direction. And so, you know, I, I want to know that when I'm gone, my children are equipped with these tools so that they can fight um, on the battlefield as well, and they won't fall into the gaps that are so clearly laid out in this book. Yeah, you know, I, I could, go ahead, go ahead, Doug. Yeah, I'm sorry, Father. I just want to follow up real quick on that point because you, you made me think of something. You know, as a father, you know, it, there's not a, a dad out there who wants to think that his kids are gonna are gonna get beat up by a bully. Right? You, you, want, you want to train your daughters and your sons to be able to handle some intimidation or threat that may come your way. You don't want to see, and this just happened recently, I'll tell you a quick story, is, is one of my sons, he's in his early 20s, contacted me. Um, he had an issue with his car. And without going into great detail, it was not a major issue. It had to do with the tire. And so I just gave him some advice on, on what he could do to help take care of the problem. He takes it to a dealer, to a car, um, to a mechanic. And the mechanic says something to him, calls him and says, well, if we do this and this and this, but then we'll have to sell you this. And so he called me and said, dad, what do you think of this? this seemed, it kind of smelled funny to him. Didn't, didn't make sense. And I said, look, call him back and tell him this and then do this and let's check this. So A, B, C, and D, we did these things. And then it came down to dad, what do you think I should do? I said, you know what? Call him and say, forget it. Just pick up the car and then let's take it to this guy over here. So my son does this. My son takes it to the other guy. And the other guy says, yeah, $15 fix done. $15. <laughs> that was it. Now the other mechanic was going to charge him over $230. <laughs> okay. So the bottom line is as a father, I want to teach my sons, my daughters, no matter what age they are, how to deal with someone who might physically attack them or a, a, a situation with a mechanic that might try to rip them off in some way or spiritually, if they're being threatened, especially that I want as a father to know how to teach them and train them to deal with these things, deal with bullies, all right. And deal with them in a way that honors God, serves God, but has some grit and some, some backbone, just like, just like David dealt with Goliath with backbone. He wasn't a coward. He didn't sheepishly approach him. He pretty much told Goliath, you know what? You're threatening me. I don't think so, pal. You're threatening to kill me and leave me for the birds and the animals. No, no, I'm going to do that to you. But God's going to give me the strength to do that. So that's what I think is so powerful about something like this book, is that a book like this will help train us parents to train our children 
to be better prepared to deal with bullies, especially spiritual bullies called demons. So there's my take on yeah, that. Yeah, and that's and along that same storyline, Doug, with David. You know, David was a skilled warrior. Yes. He was trained. He, was he trained. had yes. countless, countless hours of practicing with his sling. Right. <laughs> and so I think that that's a good point too. Is he wasn't? You know, I think there's a common misconception that David was just this, you know, little guy who went out there with his slingshot and a pebble and killed a giant and you know, that's not how the story really goes. Right, exactly. He was very trained with a weapon that was used in ancient, you know, warfare. And he was yes. extremely skilled using practice. And so I think that, you know, as we do the things that are outlined in this book, that's practice. And we are training our kids to be skilled warriors. And, you know, God can do anything, right? But he also uses our skills and rewards faithful practice. And so I think that um, that's just an important little note to add in there too. Absolutely. Yes. I, I was thinking back to when we did this test drive, uh, July 7th to August 15th, what was going on in the world at that time? Well, we were seeing the streets on fire, right? And we were seeing uh, businesses boarded up and, and everybody was afraid and we prayed. And uh, I think I, what I'm hearing a lot lately is uh, really good people, really uh, wonderfully faithful people. You know what they have right now? Doubts. Okay. Father, we've been praying. Well, let's take that time when we prayed this summer. What happened is right when we were done, people can look at this in Google or whatever you want to do. But around August 15th, we, what, one of the things we did is we did a Eucharistic procession of 3,000 people in downtown Madison that, that had been ravaged by um, domestic terrorists. Everything was boarded up. St uh, statues had, had been torn down. Uh, fires, uh, you know, just all kinds of violence. Uh, on that day, we brought our Eucharistic Lord out into the street with 3,000 people. And I remember walking over to a police car that was, uh, you know, helping us by a blackened part of the street. And I said, you know, because remember, defund the police and the police are awful. And uh, I walked over to him. I said, you know, these 3,000 people all love you. And he lowered his head. And it was like he was choking back tears. He says, I know. And so that happened. And, and from that point on, there was very little rioting, domestic terrorism anymore. Uh, a lot of people are saying, why isn't God just solving all this? You know, look what's happening in the political world. You know, why? Are, and, and I, here's my comeback. I don't know what God's doing, but here's what I suspect he's doing. He says, he's been that candy machine dad, tr participation trophy dad, you know, where you, you, you offer up a prayer and he answers it. Maybe this time he's going, you know, uh, I, I need you guys to struggle a little bit more here. And, and uh, I need you to pray a little harder. I need you to delve into the richness of your faith a little bit more. I need you to do a little bit more mortification, right? More fasting, uh, because I want you strong. I want you strong. If I was just that, you know, candy machine dad for you, okay, then what? I'd answer your prayer, and then you'd go off fishing and golfing. And, and you'd remain lukewarm. You'd remain with hardened hearts. 
And again, I don't know what God's up to, but I think he wants us to get strong right now. And so in his permissive will, he's allowing us to go through some stuff. So we fight a little stronger. Father, can I, on that point, I, I would like to chime in on that a little bit. You know, people, and I, look, I've been there and I struggle like anybody else with having a consistent, strong daily prayer life and so forth. I mean, I pray right. my daily rosary. I pray my auxiliary Christian norm prayers and I have some devotion prayers to St. Joseph and Our Lady and so forth. Um, but our Lord showed us in the gospels that he would go off and pray throughout the night. Right. I, he went into the desert for 40 days and 40 nights and fasted and prayed, not in a comfortable air conditioned right. climate controlled house yeah. in a lazy boy recliner with your sleep number bed. <laughs> he went off into the desert and did this. He right. showed us as the son of God. I mean, the second person of the Trinity, blessed Trinity, right. what it meant to go after this spiritual battle with gusto. Right. So I think what you said just makes perfect sense, father, that here, you know, maybe the Lord is saying to us, look, you all haven't understood what I even showed you in the Gospels, what it takes to really be prepared for this battle. The road to salvation is narrow, and it's hard. Right. It's difficult. And very few... Pick up your cross. Pick up your cross. And let me show you what the cross looks like. And then he extends his hands and allows himself to be nailed to it. Right. So he, maybe you're right, Father. He's showing us or giving us an idea that I'm not a... I'm not a candy machine dad. I'm not a Pez dispenser of, of rewards for your prayers. If you really want to deal with this evil that is really manifested, this diabolical disorientation, this, this diabolical 2020 that we, we see going on, I need you to really dig deep. I want you to look at it more like the Navy SEAL approach, where as the saying goes in the SEALs, one of their sayings, the only easy day was yesterday. Yeah. Right. Every day we train harder every day. If it's not difficult, they use a different word. If it's not hard, something different, then we don't do it. That's right. what they say. Well, as Christians, our attitude is often, well, I said grace before meals three times today, Lord, come on, you know, <laughs> cut me some slack. Lord, where are you? And he could be yeah. saying, where are you? Right. If I see you in the desert with me praying and fasting for 40 days. Then we're going to get somewhere. You know, it's kind of yeah. like people who want to get in shape, but they don't hit the gym. They want right. to get in shape, but they don't change their diet. Right. You know, they, they, you, you want to get, you want to get smarter, sharper in the brain, but you're not, you're not testing the brain with, with reading the right things and really challenging the cognitive skills, you know, may our current. Well, that, that brings up one point. I just want, cause I, I got to say these things cause I forget them if I don't, <laughs> but um, with COVID I've been away from the gym mm. since like last March. And I was going three times a day. Yeah, you were. You know what I'm yeah. doing starting Ash Wednesday? I'm going back to the gym. Good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, but, you know, I just, I'm so excited. And it, it's like, you know, it's, it's like we're, you pointed it out, Carrie. We're in this together. Mm -hmm. And Doug, you said we're like Navy SEALs. Let's train up, let's do our best and spiritually and even physically. You know, let's get, let's get ready. Let's get strong and let's take, let, let's take it to the devil this Lent, right? Carrie, what do you, what do you think? And uh, I bet you you're going all in this Lent, right? Yes. <laughs> I'm yeah. so excited. You know, as I, as I kind of mentioned earlier, 
when I first read through it and I've read through it a handful of times, it was with, you know, a critical eye trying to catch all the things and reword things to make it read better. And excited to just be able to read them with the purpose of, you know, what the intention behind it actually is. So I'm going all in. I think everyone should go all in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, good. Uh, you know, maybe that's a good place for us to end. Let's let's go all in and and uh, uh, just encourage everybody. Here's the book again. I'll hold it up. There it is. And again, you know, I really encourage you to get it. And and when you look at this book and you read it, okay, the priest did the reflection, but the design, the layout, how beautiful this ended up. That was Carrie. Okay, she, just amazing, Carrie. I can't believe. And I want to say too before we end too because I'm looking at the cover. That's actually my brother-in-law. Uh, he's a graphic artist. I think he's one of the best in the world. But he designed that uh, uh, cover. And it, it has St. Michael. It, that's the image of St. Michael from the top of Castel San Angelo in Rome. And that's the image that Pope Gregory saw that, he, that told him the plague was over that he was facing at that time. And so, um, so that's the image we have. And then that blast of light. That's to, meant to draw attention to the Christmas star we received this year, uh, right at the end of that demonic, that di diabolical 2020 that was so hard on everybody. Uh, we were given this powerful, bright light, uh, the convergence of Saturn and Jupiter, the first time in 800 years, on the darkest day of the year, okay? It was the winter solstice, and just, to, I believe God was saying there's there's... Uh, light comes after the dawn, okay? Um, uh, so, uh, or however that saying goes, the dawn comes after the, the, the night. But anyway, so, <laughs> but anyway, but we're heading into light, but, but, but not a candy machine dad. We, God wants us, God is trying to train us up. That Doug, your, your, uh, your, your kids are like Navy SEALs. <laughs> yeah. You did a great job. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get a book for each of them this Lent and ask them to go through the full 40 days. That's Dominic off there. Yeah, Dominic's but, over here. What am I Yeah, sons? but uh, you've done a great job dadding. I've, I've watched you uh, over the years and oh, your God kids willing, are amazing. They're devout and they're just very uh, structured and just beautiful kids. No, so thank you, Father. But, well, but and that's I, because I would have, you worked them hard. That's because well, that's that's a good dad, and 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 our Father in Heaven is a perfect dad. Yeah, and I'll, I'll make the point on on that point, Father, as a father to all you men out there right now, you ladies too, of course, but to us husbands, as fathers who are the spiritual heads of our home, just remember that the demons fear us when we're on point because we have that spiritual authority. And as we've been told by our friend Father Chad Ripperger and and other guests who do diabolical you know, deliverance type ministry work, the demons fear anyone who recognizes the authority that they have and asserts it. And we can't forget that, but we, we're not going to do it very well if we're not trained in it. So just like we dads want to make sure that our kids and our wives know how to deal with bad guys, bullies, be they physical or spiritual Right, we have to know that something like this trains them up. We know that if if my child, when he's two, three, four years old, is trying to do something like tie their shoes, and dad just keeps tying them for him, well, my kid's never going to learn to tie his shoes. Or if I don't show him how to, you know, put air in his tire, or how to jumpstart a car when the battery's dead, 
or how to change a flat tire, whatever it may be. My child, my children are never going to learn this if I don't show them and then let them grow in it. And I've got to toughen them up to be able to do that so that they can live a good, healthy, holy life. So gentlemen, men out there, I just, I want to plead with you out there, take the steps, get this book, train yourselves up and be that inspiration to those that God has entrusted to your care to help them become that spiritual warrior that God wants us all to be. That's my little pitch for us men out there. And I just want to say too, before we end that um, you can get this book at uh, my sister and brother-in-law who I just mentioned, Joe Balistrieri. He's the graphic artist. That's the best in the world, I think, but uh, they, they run that company. It's a lot of my ideas, but uh, that's their company. And you can get the book there. The problem is that the demand is so great there. They have to do print more copies. So you might have to late, wait a little bit after Lent starts. I'm not sure. Uh, but I do know if you get it at Amazon, uh, that they're about, they're just about three days. They print on demand. I don't know how they do that. But uh, so you get it right away with them. Uh, the only difficult with Amazon is that uh, they take almost all the profits. So, so uh, but, it, but better you get it than, than not. So um, anyway, so please, please, please. Uh, but again, go to usgraceforce.com and just enlist in the United States Grace Force and you don't have to get the book, but I, we would like you to get the book too. Carrie, any last thoughts before we close? Um, I, I can't really think of anything specifically. I know as you were talking about people being frustrated and kind of doubting that you right. know, God hasn't shown up yet. I think that, you know, a little word of encouragement is that God shows up in his perfect timing. Exactly. And a lot of times it's right at the moment where you feel like there's no hope left because yeah. it's in that moment where he shines the greatest yep. and you know, without a doubt that it was him showing up and not, you know, at human hands that something yeah. happened. And so I think, um, you know, we're not at that point yet, right. obviously. And we don't know if that point is coming, but I think that that's, you know, something I've been holding on to is kind of thinking of the Red Sea moment and, you know, Moses and the Israelites being there and feeling like, you know, right at that moment, yeah. as they felt like there was absolutely no escape, God shows up and does this miracle that can only be attributed to him. Yeah. And, you know, in the meantime, as we're waiting for that, you know, hopeful Red Sea moment in our times, you know, this is the way that we can stay hopeful and stay, you know, practicing those, those spiritual yep. warfare skills. So. Yep, uh, and I think we're we're get, we're getting stronger uh, because we're we're kind of made to fight harder. But also, I think you know, I was talking about twenty twenty. That's twenty twenty vision. You know, could God? I don't know what God's up to. Uh, usually, you find out after He's done it. But uh, could it be well, that and we're? That's a great point too. When you yeah. think of twenty twenty vision, because exactly. how many people, because of the evils that have surfaced in the exactly. past year are more awake now than exactly. ever. You know, yep, we have more people waking yep. up every yep. single day. And I think yep. that's another thing is the longer that this process takes, the more people see what's yeah, it, in front of Yep, he's, he's allowing us to see evil, okay? And so that we can be more woke <laughs> about uh, what evil's up to. <laughs> and really the inspiration for this book from... Uh, Father Peckman is exactly that. You know, it's exposing, okay, we're getting better vision of what the devil's up to. 
in our lives and what we're, we're called to do. So uh, purification, right? It's a purifying period, right? Doug, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. It's yeah. a purification period and a lot of revealing is going on. Yes. And as the revealing goes on, then the Lord's going to look at us as he does anytime and say, which road are you going to take? Right. And what steps are you going to take to get ready to, to walk this road? And yep. then it's on us. You know, as the saying goes, God created us without our cooperation, but he does not choose to save us without our cooperation. That's right. We have to cooperate with grace in order for us to really receive what the, the strength and the tools and the skills necessary to engage in this fight. We yep. have to say, yes, we have to own it. And that own revealing, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. That revealing leads to conversion of souls. Exactly. Too. And I think that that's something yeah, I that think we a revival be hopeful coming. and grateful in. Yep, I right think on, a revival is coming. I mean, we're getting so horrified by evil and realize how much we need God that everybody's just going to run into the arms of God. But that's so. my, my naive, childish hopefulness. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good hope though. <laughs> well, yeah. he said, unless you become like a child. So yeah, yeah, exactly. the best. Yeah. <laughs> All that's right. Why I still don't eat my vegetables, you know? So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just oh, kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. Carrie, Carrie, thank you so much. This thank was you, wonderful Carrie. having you on. And thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Such a blessing. Yeah. And thanks for, yeah. you know, like just making the book amazing, uh, all your work you put into it. And uh, you're very, very talented. I don't know if you knew that, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, thank well, you so much. For, I gave all the glory God he showed up. So. That's right. There you go. All right. So shall we end with a prayer? Sure. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle in them the fire of your love. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks, Carrie. Thanks, Doug. Thanks, Carrie. Thank you, Father.